Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, people and pipettes. And welcome to the Regular Regular Podcast with your host, Cuba Rebelde. I know it's so British of me to start talking about the weather right off the bat, but today is actually a beautiful day, not just because I'm alive and I'm healthy and I'm feeling good and I'm recording this podcast. No, no, the sun has come out. It's coming out. It's, it's getting warmer and warmer. So I hope that uh, spring is here to stay. I hope so. Um, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm really happy that you're here with me today. Um, in this podcast, we'll be talking about the buy now, pay later concept, saving money when it comes to food and gym etiquette and just basically things that piss me off in the gym. Um, and of course, at the end of this podcast, we'll all reflect and have a proud moment together. And of course, I've been watching some movies, so I'll have another one or two film tips for you. So if you're interested, stay tuned and keep on listening. Okay, so first topic of today's podcast is the buy now, pay later concept. And I had a really interesting conversation about it. Um, and because I've spoken about it and I had my phone on me, Obviously, my phone was listening and it just kept on giving me like, you know, all these articles and options to use these platforms. This is something that I'd like to discuss in a different podcast. Why it is that when you've spoken about something, it pops up on <laughs> on your laptop or on your YouTube or in your algorithm. But that's, an, that's something for an, a different podcast. But for today... Um, I actually clicked on a few of the articles about the buy now, pay later concept. And it's really interesting. So I was like, why not discuss it on my podcast? Because that's what I have a podcast for. Um, okay, so simply put, buy now, pay later concept is a concept where you can order items online and then pay for them later, later in time. And I must admit, I have used it once. I don't even know why. I just wanted to try it out. And it was like, it was fun because I was like, I don't have to pay for this now. I can just buy it and pay for it later. Um, and also, I really was a bit tight on money. And because that option was available, I used it. To be honest, well, I'm not even going to tell you what I think about it for now. I'll tell you in a, in a bit. Let me just give you an explanation of what it is, um, which companies are using it and offering this concept and this way of financing, um, and also the benefits and drawbacks of using these platforms because there are benefits and drawbacks, um, and how both of these sites influence consumer spending habits because that's what they do, both of them, so um, benefits and drawbacks. Okay, so the companies that I knew of are uh, Afterpay and Klarna, but there are top three. Um, so it's Afterpay, Klarna and Affirm. And in Holland, we use Afterpay and Klarna, and I think Affirm's quite big in the UK. Um, that's why it's one of the, you know, top three. Um, and I, I briefly explained it earlier, but what does it really entail? I did some research and... This is what I entail. So buy now, pay later financing is a type of financing option that allows consumers to purchase goods and services. Think of clothes, um, makeup and small appliances. Um, you, can pay, you, you can buy it now and pay for them in instalments over time. 
or at a later date. And the sneaky thing about these options is you oftentimes don't even pay interest or upfront fees. So it's like a win-win kind of thing. And another way they've made their, their services easier, let's say you're on the H&M website, they've integrated it so seamlessly into the H&M website that you don't have to leave the Zara website or the H&M website. It's integrated in um, the retailer's uh, interface. Um, so there's no like complicated payment process and you don't even have to leave the site. It really does sound like I've been paid <laughs> by one of these companies, but this is these are the pros, these are the, you know, benefits of using these platforms. Um, and whilst we're still on the positive side of things, using this service um, has two more pros, I find. One more thing is, um, which really surprised me actually, is there's no credit check. So for the people that have ever applied for a credit card, you'll know they do a credit check on you. So to see how much you make and whether you're a reliable um, person to grant a credit card because you're basically going in debt every, every time you use it and the bank needs to know that you'll be able to pay it back. But with these services, anybody can use it. There's no check on, on your income. Um, and... What was the second one? Um, and then the other obvious pro is that you can buy um, buy a product that you're not um, that you don't really have the money for yet, and you can just buy it um, without having the money. It sounds a bit vague, but obviously that's a pro because if you don't have any money but you still want or need to buy something, this these services make that possible. Um, so now onto the drawbacks of it, um, and <laughs> hopefully not sounding as though I've been uh, sponsored by any of these companies. I like the main point is the main drawback point is that I find it encourages overspending and debt. So you've bought something you don't have the money for, and now you owe money. Um, and as many people, you know, like. Like they like to um, browse online and sometimes you'll put it in your basket for like a later date when you do have the money but this option entices you more to just put it in your basket and then click the buy now pay later option um, and also some buy now pay later financing companies charge late fees and other penalties and these can actually add up quickly because let's say you buy something on H&M on one day and then a week later you buy something on Zara and some so, something else the next week. All of these dates that you have to pay by are all different. So it can sometimes be, you know, be a bit, be a bit messy. And because and the, the, they do send emails, you know, reminding you to pay. But these emails are often overlooked, research says. Um, and so you end up paying even more for the product instead of just waiting until you have the money. So what's my overall take on this way of shopping and paying for products? To be very honest, I think it leads to a greedy way of shopping. I just can't think of a situation where, other than my first time trying it out, um, I can justify to myself buying something without having the money first. Uh, it's the same with my credit card. I try not to use that either, unless I'm, like, booking a holiday 
um, that's like a bigger expense. But just shopping, no, I'd ra- I, I personally would rather wait um, until I've got the money. Um, really, really interested to to hear from you guys. Um, who 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 uses it, and especially why do you use it, and what do you use it on? I know so many questions. I'm so interested. So that was um, topic one. Buy now, pay later. Very interesting topic. And and the reason that I wanted to bring it up and explain a bit about it is because a lot of people use it. And, and and a lot of people don't use it because they're so against like consumerism um, and thinking of the planet and buying things that you don't really need because you don't have the money for it yet. So I'm just interested on all of your takes on it. And as I mentioned before, who uses it and why you use it. Okay, so whilst we're on the topic of money, the topic two that we're discussing in today's po- uh, podcast is budgeting whilst food shopping. So entering 2023, my boyfriend and I decided to really start taking our financing uh, and finances seriously. Um, And we both really had to admit that our biggest expense outside of like all the main bills like rent, gas and electric was food. And surprisingly enough, it wasn't just ordering food, it was actually food shopping. Because we'd go to the shop every day for that day's meal and buy things that we didn't really need and, you know, freestyle whilst we were in the shop. Um, so we did. We decided to do a few things, and I'll explain because it really, really, really saves us money. So I've um, split this part up into, in, into three points. So point one is order, and these are just like tips and tricks that we we are now implementing in our day, in our weekly lives and daily lives to help save. So point one is order less food and start cooking more. And I know this point is going to is going to wake up the sleeping cook inside of you and you might need to shake him or her roughly awake. But trust me, that chef, that cook is in there. So one of um, our main points was when it comes to cooking, is time, right? So that's why we'll, we don't have the time to do shopping. We didn't make the time to do shopping or we'd order in. Um, and so we decided to then look at easy and time-effective recipes and meals. And obviously looking at meals that we both like and also dialing back on meat consumption and making sure that our meals were full of green vegetables and high in protein. Um, and there are a few sites that I check uh, regularly, that is Tasty.co and BBC Good Food. And the the amazing thing about these two sites, again, not sponsored, <laughs> I wish. The amazing thing about these two sites is you can put your um, food preferences in. So, for example, I could put in high-protein breakfasts without egg, because I can't be eating egg every day, or 15-minute vegetarian stir-fries, um, so you can like put in all of these preferences as to what kind of meals they are and how you, the duration of cooking time. But you can also put in um, on top of that or besides that your cuisine that you want to you want to try. So you could put like quick, easy Thai meals or rice-based Indian meals. Like you can like dibble and dabble on the um, different cuisines. So that's order less food and start cooking more. Then, um, this immediately brings me to point two, which is a meal list. And 
it could be a meal list, it could also be, be a meal prep list, but you don't have to prep all your meals on one day for the rest of the week, but it is a meal list. Um, so on a Sunday, I write out what I want to eat that week. Um, and this is, it gets fun and tricky. The fun part is, after checking out all of the sites, we come up with a menu for the week and discuss together what we both want to eat, which is fun because I feel like a, a fucking cook. I feel like a chef with my own restaurant, thinking of this week's uh, meals. And so I put all the breakfasts in there, my lunches, because my boyfriend lunches at the office, and then the dinners and all the snacks as well. Um, and it just makes me so excited to cook these meals. And the tricky part is, is making the time to make this list and sticking to it. That's the tricky part. It's being a bit disciplined and making sure that you are committed to the menu. The menu of the week is holy, is a holy grail in, in, at home. And it just saves us so much time and money. Um, and then because you've made this list now, you need to do the shopping for the list. Um, and so what we do is we write, or what I do is I look at the list of things and meals and snacks that we're going to be eating this week and I'll make a list of uh, food for the food shop. So I'll put proteins together, I'll put produce together, I'll put veg together and I also go as far as because I do um, shopping at the market and in the supermarket so I'll even split those two um, so that it makes it like easy so that when I go to the to the shop it's easy and it's it's What's the word now? It's not easy, but anyway, it's all on one page and it's, I forget, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, that word. Anyway, it's easy. <laughs> Can't think of the word. Um, and then when I go to the supermarket, everything that I need, um, if I go to the market, everything that I need from the market is on one list as well. Um, and that way, it just saves us from running to the shop every day, which is just so, so expensive. So, to wrap these three tips up, number one is ordering less and start cooking more. And with this, you're going to awaken a cook that's in there somewhere. Number two is write out a meal list of everything that you'll be eating that week. And number three is write out a shopping list based off of your meal list. And it'll save you so much time and money. And these are just things that we do... Um, in order to make food as easy and cheap as possible. Not that we're skint. Oh, sorry. Not that we're skint, um, but it just makes it easier. And it saves money, so why not? Because everything's getting just... It's just getting so expensive at the moment. So you do have to, like... Well, we... I don't know. We've decided to hone in on our cooks and our chefs inside of us. So my little rant moment of this podcast is gym etiquette. And I'm in my thick girl era and I'm, you know, getting strong and I'd like to be a somewhat healthy and strong human being. So you'll find me in the gym four to five days a week. And let me tell you, in order to be the fittest human being I can possibly be, you have to be in the gym. And, and, and I go to the gym, I don't run yet. And I'm in the gym. I have to be a lot around a lot of people and put up with their bullshit and with their audacity and with their manners that are just atrocious. Not everybody, but some of them. And so I compiled a few points that really pissed me off, but also as like, um, I don't know, a list of tips um, to take with you when you are in the gym 
so that other people don't get pissed off by your behaviour and it's also just a little bit of a rant. So first off, let's talk about the golden rule of the gym. Clean up after yourself. Because nothing ruins a good workout more than stepping in somebody's sweat puddle or tripping over their abandoned weights. So if you do sweat, which, listen, don't be fooled, yeah? Everybody sweats, but just take a towel. Sit on your towel, and if you didn't sit on your towel and then you've got like a sweaty bum mark on the on the bench, just wipe it down. And when you're done with everything, wipe it down. Same goes for your weights, your dumbbells, your kettlebells. Just tidy them up, put them back where you found them. Um, because it, it can, the gym can get so messy because people are just fucking piss takers. Okay, not even done yet. Point two, the machines. If somebody's already using the machine that you want, don't be that person who hovers over them waiting for their set to end. It just stresses you out. It just stresses people out, makes you feel uncomfortable. You start rushing your reps and your sets just because somebody's hovering. Just get some water, wait round the corner. I don't know, just don't like be breathing in my neck. Um, uh, yeah, these are the two main points, actually. Allow people some space and t- tidy up and clean up after yourself. That's it. Um, and, oh, yeah, and I have a tip. Okay, I know this isn't, like, feasible for a lot of people because, obviously, I'm a freelancer, so I get to... Well, I don't get to, but I I can more easily choose when I can go to the gym but there are some point points not points um peak times in the gym that are just too busy so between 7 30 and 9 no go because it's chocker then funnily enough between 12 and 1 you got those committed people that you know go to the gym in their lunch break and and then from 6 to like 8 8 30 so busy so I like to I like to go at 6 a.m. or in the evening, like at 9, from 9 to 10, because then it's quiet because everybody's like, nah, I can't be asked going to the gym that late. I'll stay at home and then I've got the gym to myself. So that's my main tip uh, when it comes to going to the gym. So we're nearing the end of the podcast um, where we spoke about the booming buy now, pay later concept. Really interested, once again, in who uses this and whether it's a regular, regular thing and habit or just every now and then. We also spoke about budgeting uh, when it comes to shopping and how to save that coin and cook more at home and try delicious, tasty meals. And lastly, gym etiquette and basically the two things that piss me off off (laughs) the most in the gym. If you have any stories, anecdotes or questions about anything that we discussed today, drop me a message at the Regular Regular Podcast on Instagram. I'm I'm so interested to hear anything you have to say, any stories, any suggestions, any other tips and tricks when it comes to budgeting and food or gym etiquette, whatever. Just drop me a message. Okay, so we've come to the proud moment of the week and I keep saying it, that I find as though we've, we should have a pro... pro proud a proud moment as often as possible so my proud moment of the week even though I get pissed off sometimes at some people is that I've been so consistent going to the gym and drinking my water and moving my body and and getting my steps in and walking 
it makes me feel so good to move my body and I can just feel that I'm getting stronger and stronger. So for anybody out there that even if it's just a walk or standing up and stretching at work or, or going to the gym or running or doing any kind of bodily activity, I'm proud of you, well done, keep it up because it's hard. It's really hard to like stay consistent. So I'm proud of you. My recommendations of the week are, of course, films, because why not? I love watching films. So film tip one is Alice Darling, starring Anna Kendrick, directed by Mary Nye, And it's about a young woman who is trapped in an abusive relationship who becomes the unwitting participant in an intervention staged by her two best friends. Goosebumps. I'll give it like an eight and a half out of ten. It's plays on your emotion the acting's amazing it's not I, I wouldn't call it scary but it's like psychological because there's abuse involved and it's not physical abuse but um mental abuse so it's it's sometimes a bit poor oh, yeah goosebumps yeah eight and a half out of ten then for a lighter film um a new film that's just come out this week a man called otto starring tom hanks and directed by mark forster and it's about Otto, who is a grump who's given up on life following the loss of his wife and wants to end it all. When a young family moves in nearby, he meets his match in quick-witted Marisol, leading to a friendship that will turn his world around. If you can, go and see it. It's a fun, light, and also a bit sad film because it talks about friendship and loss and friendship and life. And I'll give it a 9 out of 10 because I laughed my head off, but I also cried. It's, yeah, it's a really, really good film. It's light as well. It's not too deep. Um, yeah, so if you have any other suggestions, whether it be songs, albums, books, podcasts, or films, do drop me a message on the Regular Regular uh, podcast on Instagram um, because I might watch it and be absolutely mind-blown and talk about it next week. That was it for today's podcast, you beautiful, scrumptious human being who's listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. You know the deal. I hope you have a beautiful day. Don't forget to smile. Don't forget to drink your water. Don't forget to treat yourself. Don't forget to remind yourself that you're beautiful. And I will see you soon. Stay blessed. Peace.